Thanks for listening. This is Cute Girl Podcast. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Cute Girl Podcast. I'm really excited to be so candid in this episode. Today, I'm talking about what's been on my mind, my current struggles, and how I've been facing them because I am being so truthful when I say it has been a hard last three or four months just like readjusting to my life and new changes and just starting a new chapter is really fun and exciting but also super scary because I have no idea where I'm going with my life and I really just want to be honest with you guys I feel like it's been such a long time since we've like actually chatted and not me like reading off like show notes so I really am excited to talk in this episode and just have like a little chit chat Okay, so I'm going to start all the way back in December of 2021. So this month was already really hard for me. My skin was breaking out. I was really anxious about school. Like school just was not treating me well. Um, The entire sophomore year, my, my education was just a mess, which I will so get into that in a moment. But I was really struggling and I just felt like I needed a change. I felt so distant from God. I was like literally flying through my Bible reading every day, was not actually reading it, wasn't praying. Like I just felt so just like I was in a rut and I was really struggling. So I started to become more close um to the lord in my relationship and um that really helped it just really helped to become closer to the lord and on top of that i was really dealing with wanting someone who was emotionally unavailable and just someone that i couldn't have um which i won't get too much into but it was really hard coming to the fact of like i felt very unhappy being single um that's definitely not how i feel now but it is so hard to be happily single when a lot of your family members especially extended ones are like novio? like do you have a boyfriend and i'm like no and like you know they mean well but it doesn't feel like that so i experienced a lot of that and in early january i just i felt like i was doing a little bit better mentally but not where i wanted to be i was not working out every day i just felt so like physically like like i just didn't feel my best physically um i personally love the way my body feels when i work out like every day and i always try to take a recovery day once a week but sometimes I, you know, just skip my workouts or whatever. I just wasn't being super consistent at that time. So I was really struggling with it. Also, my nail beds were falling apart. Like this was when I was strictly on press-ons. So every week I would put new press-ons on my nails and um, the, the, the toll, the painstaking toll that press-ons have on your nail beds, like you might, you're better off sticking to acrylics. I know they're expensive, but they're so much better for your nails in the long run. I've actually had a coworker recommend dip powder to me, um, which I'm honestly really contemplating, but I think that's like your actual nails. So I don't know, but I was really sticking to press-ons. My nail beds were a mess. They were ugly, etc. So February, I got back into working out again. I was like sore, but it felt amazing. I love feeling sore. I don't know why. And so um, back to me being interested in this like emotionally unavailable person I started to really come to terms with the fact that like I just can't be involving myself with this person anymore I felt like it was unhealthy I felt a conviction by the Holy Spirit in my spirit where it's just like you know I kept wanting to hold out hope that this person would become available they weren't like in a relationship or anything I would never no 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 But um, this person just made it super clear that like they just weren't ready for that. But I just wasn't so at terms with accepting that. So I was really fighting with the Lord on it. And I could tell the Lord was like, this is not your person. This is not the person I have for you. And I was like, no, but like, let me just try. Let me just try. And I want to give you a prophetic word with that. A lot of the time we think that we know what's best for us. But would you rather go with what you think is best for you or what you know is best for you because that's where god comes into play the lord knows everything he can see the entire staircase when we just see one step so if you feel that god is pulling you away 
towards something or pulling you towards something, really listen to him because he knows what's best for you versus you who just thinks you know what is best for you uh, as a person. So I was really struggling and wrestling and fighting with the Lord like, this guy is the one i want him to be the one and the lord's like trust me no you don't and some of my close friends at the time still why am i saying at the time oh because i meant to say like close friends know at the time but some of my close friends know that at the time i was really struggling with this and i was like just it it really took a pain on my mental health i was extremely anxious i had constant anxiety attacks because i kept trying to keep this person in my life and it just wasn't healthy for me in the long run and even just in general um so i was at battle with that at heart so march i felt like i wanted a change i wanted a physical change so i went to get my hair done i got my hair highlighted i got some you know blonde streaks and i was really excited who does not love a good fresh platinum blonde for the spring and summer and every other season because i've been dying to put more blonde in my hair and so at that time i finally did spoiler alert i do have more blonde in my hair now so i'm really excited which i also am thinking of adding video entertainment to my podcast so like instead of just listening to it you can also add video to it so it's like kind of like youtube in a way so i don't know let me know if you guys want that sort of thing but um i just really love having you guys be able to like see me while i'm podcasting so yeah but also here's a little shameless self promo if you do want to see more of my face cute girl podcast is on instagram and tiktok at cute girl pod we're also on twitter which is crazy um so if you definitely want to see more content which is not on the podcast give cute girl podcast a follow on everywhere that you stream the media so anyway um i was really just struggling mentally and it wasn't did not feel good but having my hair changed kind of I don't know, kind of made that a little bit more less painful. I began to read my devotions every day. I felt like I was really getting back on track physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the elise. I just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm actually me again. Um, And I actually gained so many more close friends that I still am friends with to this day. Um, I met my mentor, which is crazy. She is still my mentor to this day. She always, always gives wisdom and pours into my life. I am extremely, extremely passionate on mentorship. I love the fact that I have a mentor. And even if it's not just a spiritual mentor, have a mentor for the career that you want to go into. If you are a freelance writer, if you see yourself going into business medicine, business um, anything of the sort, cosmetology, have a mentor, which is typically someone who is a little bit older than you, or could be a lot, um, who is in the field that you would want to be in. I hear of a lot of unmarried women or women seeking to, um, be in a marriage in, at some point in their life or ASAP have mentors who have very successful and long and satisfying marriages. So if you don't have a mentor, make sure it starts in your own home. Make your mom your mentor. If you have a little brother or a little sister, be their mentor. Um, mentorship truly has such a huge effect on me personally and many others, as I've heard. So I met my mentor. I met my Bible study group. So much fellowship. And the Lord was really moving in my life. Like I felt like I was at the place where I was meant to be. Um, so April came around. Oh wait, no, back to February. I saw Casey Musgraves. Like I went to a Casey Musgraves concert. She had just come out with her star-crossed album September 10th, 2021. And I was telling my mom, I'm like, mom, I like really want to see Casey Musgraves. I had been obsessing over her for like the past year. And my mom knows it. Cause like, I'm always like, talking about like Casey Musgraves and you know streaming her songs like Butterflies, Slow Burn, like listen to her dude. She was um like a country music star which I love country music. I don't care what anyone says. Country music is bomb. I'm always playing it. I don't care. So I had like always been playing her and I was telling my mom I'm like how cool would it be if we went to go see Casey Musgraves in Nashville, Tennessee, which is where she resides. And my mom was like I'm sorry like all the concerts are sold out in Nashville. So I was like, oh, fine, like whatever. And all the other concerts, we were looking for a weekend concert because like I was in school and whatever, Um, which is, oh, I need to talk about that too. But um, 
I was like, I really want to go see her, whatever. They were sold out. So Christmas came around. (laughs) Now we're leaving all the way back to December. And um, my mom has this like huge gift for me and it's all wrapped and I unwrap it and it looks like a cute little bag. And it was like really cute. And I was like, oh, mom, thanks. She goes, look inside. So I look inside and I see like this piece of paper. So I thought it was a receipt, honestly, which, you know, it's like, it's, it's a whole thing. Like if you give a receipt, I always include a receipt in my gift. Cause like, if you return it, you don't have to tell me the, the receipt's there for you. So I thought the receipt was there for me. Not that I was going to return it though. I love all the gifts my mom gives me. So I, um, like opened the, uh, <laughs> the paper which i literally still have it to this day and um i see casey musgraves her face on it and underneath it says star and i'm like no freaking way so i open it literally a screenshot of our tickets i cried my eyes out i'm looking at her golden hour vinyl that i have on my wall and i have her star shirt with all the concert dates and tours and locations like i truly it was such an amazing experience and i have so many pictures and like maybe i'll put a snippet of audio of me from the concert because i was singing my heart out i had concert voice by the end of the 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 night so you know i'll put a little snippet and just let me know what you guys think i actually might not do it because maybe i have to convert it to audio but i'll find a way but yeah i don't know here's a little snippet of me at the casey musgraves concert again i don't know if i will but if i do it's a miracle so i like went to that concert it was truly life-changing and that was in february so now to april april was okay i was still facing extreme anxiety i felt like i was at a turning point with my therapist um because since august all the way to probably may i had a male therapist he was absolutely amazing i mean like him and i worked through a lot of my issues but i just felt like my need with a therapist just was not being met fully um my therapist would just sit and stare at me and talk to me which i'm not i you know you could explain something 101 times to me but i just won't grasp it until you show me until you give me a worksheet on what you're talking about also i felt like i just couldn't relate because he was not a female which whatever you can have your opinions about that but i just feel like friendship wise and relational wise i relate more to female friends not to say that i don't have male friends because i do but you know you just feel more comfortable as a female talking to other female friends about relationships and heartbreak and things that you're struggling with so um i just felt like the 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 relational aspect just wasn't there so i was you know really convicted and i was telling my mom i'm like i don't know if i want a new therapist but the the agency that i'm doing my therapy with like sometimes they could take between uh three days to three months to give me a new therapist so i was like i don't want to go through that again so i held off for the longest time and i acted like it didn't bother me as far as school goes um the entire year i soared socially i made so many lifelong friends that like i feel like truly bettered me as a person but i was not soaring academically i was not deep down i knew i was not doing as well as i could um my freshman year i was doing homeschool through my public school so i felt like i really excelled online i'm so much better online versus like in person so i just knew i wasn't soaring academically but i ignored it for the longest time which put a pin in that because i will get into my entire schooling and education situation later on in this episode sorry i had to burp i just had coffee which it's right beside me because it's that time of the podcast where like i just have to have coffee dude i've not had coffee this entire week in like two weeks which is crazy because i feel like coffee just runs through my veins but whatever so this was now we're talking about may okay so may i was again having a lot of anxiety about this person that was emotionally unavailable and um i just felt like so unwanted because let me be candid for a second if you have ever had an experience where you've had to get over someone that you've never dated you know that it is a thousand times harder than getting over someone that you have dated and here's the reason when you have to get over someone that you had a relationship with that you guys dated whatever you kind of have the like bad parts the bad times to pick off of 
So you're like, oh, like they, I just, I miss that. They were so great. But like, they never let me wear the color pink. So like, I don't really care. And you have that moment to pick off of. But when you never dated the person, you never got to see them when they were frustrated, when they were sad, when they were angry, etc. So you don't have the good, you, you don't have the bad times to pick off of. You only have the good times. So I felt myself reminiscing on all the good times, all the good talks we had. And, you know, all the times where like we would hug each other and stare at each other like, oh, I miss that. And, you know, so many people were just like, oh, my gosh, like you look so happy. And I felt so happy on the days that and I hate saying this because I don't ever want to get so into it because it's you know a privacy thing I obviously want to give someone their full privacy but on the days that he would pay attention to me and talk to me and like actually act like he wanted to be more than friends I'd be like oh like I looked at myself in the mirror more and I felt like yes that is the girl that I love and on the days that he didn't pay attention to me I would cry like for real and I let someone's actions dictate my emotions which my therapist literally helped me gain such a good perspective on that, which I will talk about where I am with my therapist and how she literally changed this entire perspective on the situation for me. So May, I was feeling really sad because I was like, I'm not going to see him and I'm, you know, whatever. Like I was just so sad. So on the last day of school, he ended up like showing up and everything. But like I cried after because I was just like, how am I supposed to do life without him? And I became so codependent on a person who was so unemotionally available. And here's a lesson to anyone listening to this. If he has not verbally expressed his interest in pursuing you, do not emotionally commit to him. An emotional commitment can look like so many things, but here are a few common examples. If you are constantly scenarioizing things that will literally never happen when you can't sleep, that is emotional commitment. If you're thinking, how am I going to respond to him if and when he says this? Emotional commitment. If you're thinking, how will I respond when did it? Emotional commitment. When you start to overthink things that haven't even happened, emotional commitment. If he has not expressed his interest in pursuing you, he is a homie. So snap out of that mindset because you'll, in the long run, avoid a ton of heartbreak that is not beneficial to go through. So... I was really emotionally committing to him. Um, Literally when he had done nothing special, he was not a believer. He was not a person that truly loved the Lord. So it's like, why would I want some random dude who like couldn't even, who didn't even think I was good enough to stick around for impact my life? So, and that's something that I'm still going through, honestly. Like it's something that I struggle with and I find myself missing him and being like, oh, I miss those days. And I, like when he did that oh that was so cute and like I miss him and I have to snap out of that and I'm like no we don't do that anymore you know because the people that are meant to be in our lives for good will be there but the seasonal people yeah they have just as good as an effect but snap out of it dude because I think I find myself constantly wanting to go back to those moments and thinking they were so good when they really weren't they were not good it was awful all of it so I really have to struggle with you know not wanting to commit to that but like I don't know I don't know like just avoiding the emotional commitment but not wanting to romanticize and scenarioize everything so that was a whole struggle in itself so over the summer I was like you know what I'm taking this summer to focus on me so um I started to work out hard I was like paying like special attention to my hair and I was like getting new nails and like all these things and um toward the end of the summer I was like you know I really I I really want a job I really want some something to do this summer I had no idea if my family would be taking a Uh, summer vacation which when we do it's like normally like a week to a week and a half but I was like still I want a job um I wasn't honestly looking for a job I was like it would be great if I could find one so I started looking I looked at Wawa's I looked at Publix um all of these things but I was like I don't know like I want I don't want anything long term whatever So I started looking up volunteer opportunities, something that I could do reoccurring that I felt like I couldn't actually, like, that I didn't actually have to commit to. So um, I looked 
a I looked up a volunteering opportunity on my school's website and I saw that there was a an opportunity for the Chamber of Commerce and I'm not going to say which one because I don't want to get blasted but it was a Chamber of Commerce and I was like okay like I could volunteer it said that they needed volunteers for to set up an for to set up events and um things like that so I was like that's fun that's teen friendly so I went in to a chamber to um, interview for the volunteer position. Um, ended up talking to this great guy and he was like, okay, you know, I can refer you to this these people. And uh, the people that he referred me to are now my bosses. And I mean, I, truly, I feel like they're my work family. Love my bosses so much. I love my coworkers and everything. Um, so they were like, why do you want to volunteer for the Chamber of Commerce? And I was like, honestly, I don't even know what a Chamber of Commerce is. I was so transparent. And um you know, like truly I was, had no idea what was ahead of me and anything like that. Um, so they started calling me their intern and I was like, wait, what? Like, I didn't even know that I was going for an internship, which is not a bad thing. I'm very, very, very grateful for this blessing. Um, truly I wouldn't have it any other way. So I started, you know, like volunteering and, um, I would stay at the desk and help out whatever, whatever I could do. Um, so fast forward to July because June, even though it was a long month, it flew by because now I was working and I was also doing uh, like an, an online class. I was doing U.S. government because you need it to graduate. So I planned to take economics in my senior year, but um, over the summer I was taking U.S. government. So I was like between work and like an online class and it, you know everything, but I loved it. I loved the chaos and I, I love keeping busy. Like I kind of get skeptical when things are too calm. I'm like, okay what's going on like I just can't and it you know it heightens my anxiety but I was like whatever like it is what it is so June flew by maybe hung out with like one friend um and I didn't really hang out with too many friends this summer just because like things happen and like life is just so chaotic but I wouldn't have it any other way still I feel like I gained so many experiences that I could never uh get anywhere else through this job I've met remarkable valuable people who've definitely left a mark on me um so that's just been a part of it and so July the beginning of July I was at a work event and my bosses um asked me they go so we've been thinking about it and we really want to have you on board as an official employee of you know our our place and I was like no freaking way I was telling my parents I'm like you know I really hope that this turns into a job opportunity because I was an intern for two months and um it definitely wasn't easy at first like I like I started I was doing a lot more than I thought you know a volunteer or an intern would be doing so but that's not complaining I'm happy about it so I got offered a job opportunity and I was so over the moon I came home to my parents I was like mom like I got signed like not signed but like I got um hired and all these things and so I was so happy and thanked the Lord a billion times I was like dude thank you thank you thank you I just called the Lord dude because <laughs> like God is just my best friend but um yeah so I started thinking about that and I was really excited for what the future uh had in store for me so I got offered this position and I was so happy and I took it and I work with a great team I mean like we're so in sync and it's great and truly am so thankful for this opportunity how how long have I been podcasting wow it's been 23 minutes crazy (laughs) great 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 so um yeah so I got hired and that's where I work today and it's great I love it there's so much opportunity as a teenager which a a couple episodes ago I talked about building your brand as a teen because honestly there were so many people that I no matter how many people were telling me that they were proud of me you know 16 years old working at a chamber of commerce is a great accomplishment that I'd never thought I would I was capable of um and so you know, I started talking to a lot of my family and they were like, we're so happy for you. We're so everything. But still, I felt like a lot of people looked down on me because I was an intern. It was not anyone at my job, nothing like that. Um, A few of my friends though were like, you're an intern? Like, you know, you don't get paid, right? And I'm like, what? Why would you say that to someone? Like, that is so, never ever let anyone crumble your dreams. I don't care if you want to be in the NBA so you start off at a basketball summer camp. You're taking a step toward that. Never, ever let someone step on your dream like that. And if they do, watch that person. Like, truly watch the people that you let impact you like that. Because 
I was just like, man, I am just a stupid intern. Even though I wasn't like getting coffees or anything, I was being productive and being proactive in my career. But still, I just felt like I could have been doing more, even though that was so much more than any other typical teen, which, you know, I I definitely don't look down on other teenagers. Like there are other teenagers that, you know, make it such a good activity make it such a good lifestyle working a job and then going to school um working a fast food job or working at a what what is it like an assisted living unit like anything like that but I definitely don't look at look down on other people of any other career but um I just felt like I wasn't doing enough I just felt like there was something more needing to be done so I really juggled with this and it was great and I, I'm so thankful for life at this moment and everything. So um, the end of July came around and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back to school and all these things, but I just didn't feel so content with going back to school. In the beginning of summer, I finally took the stance to find another therapist. So excuse me, sorry, I shouldn't include my burps in this, I'm really sorry, so I took a stance from switching to my male therapist to my female therapist, and she's absolutely amazing, always, just, just like my mentor, always pours into me, always gives me wisdom and advice, which is actually crazy, because me and my mentor, we both have a therapist, like, it's just, like, like, like something that we just, like, have in common, it's, like, oh, like, it's really cute, so, um, we just my therapist and I really started working on the root cause of my anxiety which was something that I felt my other therapist never really worked toward it's one thing to have anxiety but it's a whole other thing to be able to work to the root of that same uh thing as for people Americans so many Americans struggle with depression and anxiety either or together um it's the same thing with depression having depression is one thing but going to the root cause is another so I feel like my therapist and I have done such a great job of really just trying to work through that um and so many times I mean my therapist like literally assures me and admires me she's like I feel like you're doing so much more than like any other teen client that I've worked with and I'm like no what it's great to be recognized by someone and just someone saying like yeah you are doing such an amazing job so it's great um so I started um really working with my therapist and all these things so back to end of July I was um, getting ready to, you know, getting in the mindset of starting school, all these things. So I had gone um, to Walmart to get like school supplies. I only got one folder. Like I didn't get anything else. One folder. Because I was like, that's all I'm going to (laughs) need. So yeah. And then um, I had honestly been thinking about my academic education and all of my friends were talking about, yeah, like I have a 4.5 GPA and, you know, it's great. And they're doing like a million other things and I'm like shoot I don't have that and I felt so I felt like I was at a dead end I felt like not even that I knew I wasn't doing what I thought I could I had teachers who were literally so passive aggressive and would be like come to my class during lunch hour so you can get help and then when I would go none of my teachers would acknowledge me I felt like I was just another person that contributed to their paycheck, which like regardless of me showing up, they get paid, but that's beside the point. But I truly felt like I wasn't being supported at my school by my parents, not blah, let me rephrase that. I felt like I wasn't being supported at my school besides my parents. My parents, I feel like were the only people rooting for me except for my school. Like if I would try to talk to like a staff member about something, you know, I felt like it was all a dead end. And I'm like, shoot, like, what do I do? I just, I feel like the public school system just isn't working for me anymore, which the public school system genuinely needs to change. I could make a whole episode about that and it works for most, but for many, it doesn't. And I felt like I just, I needed more control over my education. I couldn't just walk through high school waiting for a teacher to actually like ask me like, Hey, like, do you understand this? And like even voicing my concerns like I went through I did um AP world history in my sophomore year and um I felt like still my teacher just wasn't acknowledging me um I did chemistry which I don't know how I passed but I did and um so many kids I mean I just felt so stupid because like so much 
just so much went on but a lot of my classmates and peers were like how do you not get this and like being so passive aggressive and I'm like what like that makes no sense so I had been thinking about homeschooling for a while and I was like it was kind of a thought in the back of my mind but I really started to look at it and I was like lord like what if this is what I'm meant to do so um I I brought it up to my mom and um I was there's a fly it just went in my eyebrow annoying anyways so have you guys heard of the theory that like when flies land they throw up i really hope that's not true i mean like i'm already scared enough of like malaria bugs but like y'all better not throw up when you guys land because immediately nor like i just can't anyway so i started talking to my mom i'm like i'm really thinking about homeschooling like i really want to go to the route of homeschooling that's something that i really want to do so um she's like we definitely have to talk about this whatever um so she was very open to it and honestly like she even she preferred it because she even saw how well I was excelling at online school when I did it my freshman year and technically I wasn't homeschooled because it was a program through my public school um because it was prime COVID era baby and it was very very common for a lot of teenagers um to do online school so I was like, okay, you know, I could definitely get used to this. And um, I started talking to my mom and I was like, you know, I really think that this is something I'm meant to to do. So um, I just withdrew from my school yesterday (laughs) and I withdrew from my high school. Literally, I've only told like three people and um, a lot of people don't know. And obviously they'll know by the time this episode goes out. But, you know, hey guys. And um, I'm acting like I'm famous. No one cares, but I care. So... I withdrew from my school and um, I'm starting homeschooling and I feel like it's honestly the better situation for me. I have the attention span of a bug. I can only stay focused for like 15 minutes at a time, let alone an hour, let alone eight hours. Like there's just no way I can spend eight hours in a classroom with the same people. Like I just can't do it. And um, I had teachers who would fly through certain topics that I like didn't know about. Uh, Science and math have always been my weak suit but English I always felt excelled at so I had teachers that would spend so much way too much time actually on topics and then like other teachers who would literally um fly through topics that I didn't understand about so it was like wrestle I was I felt like I was in a boxing ring like you know wrestling with my education and just thinking like is this what I want to do and um, I ignored it for the longest time. I was like, you know what? Everyone goes through this. Everyone goes through having passive aggressive teachers and having teachers who don't acknowledge them during lesson and, you know, cater to other students and don't cater to others. And I ignored it for the longest time because I'm like, whatever, it doesn't matter. It is what it is, but it's not okay. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, like my school not being there for me is fine because they have 3000 students. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. I will never say that it's fine because every school, no matter how many students that you have, I get it. It's so easy to overlook the ones that seem good on the outside, but truly like pay attention to your students. If there are any teachers listening to this, which if you are, hats off to you. You guys are great. But some, you know, don't pay attention to their students that much. You know, look after your students. And even if you aren't a teacher, look after people, check in on people, even even the ones that seem good, even the ones that are like smiling 25, eight, check in on them, dude. Everyone needs someone to check in on them. Sorry, I got so passionate about that, which I am. But I was just like, I want to do homeschool. So I withdrew from my school and it feels like the best decision I've ever made. I know it's the best decision. The fact that I can just learn remotely and learn at my own pace and choose if I want to stay surface level at a topic or if I want to go in deeper feels so amazing. Um, and with that, I was like, I feel like I, you know, can have more time to myself and to pick up things that I want to pick up. And the one argument that people were saying when um, I was telling my friends about my decision to homeschool was like, you're going to miss prom. You're going to miss homecoming. Like you're not going to have any, you will have no social life. And honestly, telling a homeschool student that they will not have a social life is very similar and the exact same thing to telling an adult that they won't have any social life because they have a career now. Because think about it, adults don't go to school, they don't have the school life to reunite them with their friends, 
They don't see their friends during passing periods. They actually have to maintain friendships because they're out of school. So it's the same thing with a homeschool student. You know, adults have the ability to freely choose their friendships. So why is it any different for a homeschool student? I just, I hate the amount of comments that I've gotten about, you won't have any friends if you homeschool. And it's like, that's not the truth. You can still fully socialize and be in homeschool. It doesn't depend on the setting. It depends on intentionally putting yourself somewhere. You know, here's an example. If there's a Starbucks by your house that always has people in and out, sorry, excuse me, go to that Starbucks because chances are you can meet someone by just bumping into someone. Like, it's that simple, but like, I don't ever want school to be my social outlet because it's not. So I was just very passionate about that. And a lot of people were making the argument of like, you're going to miss prom. You're going to miss homecoming. Um, I did homecoming. I didn't do prom. I got close to doing it, but I didn't. And honestly, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Like, I don't ever want people to be like, you have to get the high school. I know people are going to say that, but you have to get the high school experience you don't have to put up with the public school system if you don't want to. And um, that's why I just felt like homeschooling was the best decision for me. I'm not against public school in general. I'm not against prom. I'm not against homecoming. I think they're great, but I personally don't feel like I'm missing anything. I feel like I'm actually getting a head start with online school is year round. So not only can you pick up your education and go anywhere, but you can have the opportunity to get more scholarships, to graduate early and to excel. I feel like learning online is a skill and I hate that homeschooled kids are like um they're stereo what is it? stereotypicalized, stere- stereotyped. There we go. They're stereotyped to be like these lonely kids that like are dropouts and oh whatever like oh they had to get a GUD like that's not the case dude you know so just be careful who you stereotype just don't stereotype in general stereotypes are stupid but they are like I just can't so I had a lot of people tell me about homeschool and all these things and I'm like no like what even is that no 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 so Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to start homeschooling and all these things. And I truly feel like it's the best decision for me. I'm open to debate, but I just, you know, I don't know. I just am annoyed with the amount of people who have made the social argument of like, you're not going to have a social life because honestly, your true friends will stay. And if they don't, they're not true friends. And it's as simple as that. Um, But I feel like I've changed so much socially in the last two years. I've become very open to socializing, but I've also become really much more selective with my friends. So I'm really grateful and I'm grateful for this experience. I'm grateful that God has guided me toward this. And I was having so much anxiety about my social life and social life and social life. And I'm like, okay but it's not everything you know like people go through seasons where they have friends and people go through seasons where they don't have friends but it is what it is and I know that where God guides he will provide so I'm not worried about it at all so that's where my education um situation has gone and one more thing that I was really struggling with was again this emotionally unavailable person so he goes to my school and I was like I really, really don't want to lose connection with him, even though I knew I was going to. And I was having so much anxiety trying to hold on to him as a friend because I received so much confirmation from the Lord and my therapist that, like, he just wasn't meant to stay in my life. You know, like, there's just so much that went into it, but a person that gives you so much anxiety like that should not be in your life. And... I was telling my therapist, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do without him. Acting like he was like this really beneficial, like useful, valuable part in my life. I'm not saying that he's not a valuable person, but I'm saying he didn't play a significant role in my life. And um, I was sharing with my therapist, he just, you know, as much as I loved being around him, he gave me so much anxiety. And she goes, what made, what makes this friendship so valuable that you feel like you can't let go? And I'm like, honestly... I don't know. He doesn't accompany me that much. We don't really talk that much, actually. You know, lately we haven't been talking that much. But um, he looks at my story, so, like, there's that. And she's, like, looking at me like I have ten heads. And um, she says to me, she goes, let me ask you something. Do you think that he's having anxiety over losing you as a friend once you start homeschool? And I said, no. And she goes, 
do you think that it's bothering him if he loses you? Like, do you think it would, it'll, it would affect him? And I was like, no, why? She goes, do you think he's, like, stressing over this right now? Stressing over losing you as a friend? And I was like, no. And she goes, exactly. Because honestly, it seems like it was very one-sided. And it seems like you did most of the effort. And that you were the only one that cared about him. But he didn't care about you. And I was like, jaw dropped. And she was like, you should not be friends with a person who is giving you so much anxiety, let alone not fully appreciating you as a friend. And I was like, oh, shoot. This girl just dropped the mic. I was so, like, astonished. Like, I felt like someone was telling me what I needed to hear. And it was a harsh truth, but I needed to hear it because sometimes you just need that final push to make that decision to... um just not put up with you know a person who is being emotionally toxic emotionally manipulative and trying to keep you attached although you guys are not meant for each other and um I felt like this friendship put me through a lot of negative experience but I was falling for it because I didn't want to lose him as a friend um or whatever we were and so um I made the decision to block him on social media and to truly let him go because I was constantly checking up on him. I was constantly just seeing what he was doing. And I feel like, especially when you're trying to get over someone, you don't need to see what they're doing. You don't need to see who they're with, what girls they're talking to, who their friends are, what their friends are doing. You know, I would get extreme anxiety like anytime he would post a girl. And it's like, you probably shouldn't be friends with a person who is giving you that much anxiety. And um, honestly, he didn't even love the Lord. And that's a non-negotiable for me. Like, I would never date a non-believer. And um, I, felt like, I felt like I had to compromise my faith and my relationship with God to be with him and to be friends with him. In the long run, it just didn't work. And I kept overcomplicating it more than I actually should have. And... Um, I don't hate him. I don't resent him. I don't dislike him. I truly wish him the best. But I just felt like I couldn't like be myself around him. Like this sounds so weird, but I would try to like make myself smaller, make myself smaller personality wise, physically, mentally. Um, I know that I'm a very intelligent girl and that's not a flex. Like if you're bothered than that, then I feel like that's a heart issue because it's not wrong to know that you're smart. But I feel like I am a, I know I'm a very intelligent girl, but I felt like I had to like be dumb to get his attention. I know that I'm a girl who has ambition and aspiration and will go after what God is guiding me to and what God is calling me to. But I felt like I had to change who I was in order to be attractive to him and to be friends with him and to fit in. And I would have days where I was on cloud nine and I felt like, oh my gosh, he likes me. And like, ah, like I love this. And days where I would cry because I was like, why doesn't he love me? Like, why, why, why did I fall harder for him? And um, I came to terms with the fact that he was a season and that he was a person that truly I feel like I would not be where I am without having that experience. He does not define my story, but he is a part of it and I am not ashamed of that. I wouldn't do it I wouldn't do it differently again either way. Like I don't regret anything. I enjoy the time that I um had with him as a friend, but I'm not like oh, it was so it was such a good time. Like no, because he was a season and it just didn't work out, but it's not something that, you know, I should just you know, I would constantly be like, am I too fat? It's because I'm too fat. I'm not funny enough. I'm not pretty. I'm not his type. And I would change myself to fit his criteria of it. And in the, in the long run, I ended up getting heartbroken. So it's something that I'm working through, but I just needed my therapist and the Lord and so many, and like my, my, my mentor, so many people to just give me wisdom to finally make that last push to not tolerate that anymore to not tolerate the emotional manipulation and everything and I made the decision to block him and I don't feel guilty about that you know I will never let anyone shame me about that do not ever feel the need to explain to someone 
why you did what you did in order to heal. I personally did what I had to do, did what I knew I needed to do in order to heal. Especially like, you know, because I was being obsessive and whatever else, but like, I just truly could not do life like that. Do life where I was, you know, posting like certain things just so he would notice it. And um, changing myself just to get his attention. You will never have to change yourself for the right person. The man that God has for you will not emotionally manipulate you, will not cheat on you, will not hit you, will not say bad things to you. He won't look down. He won't speak down on you. He won't make it seem like you need to change. You know, he would... um, I don't want to get too much into it, but I am. <laughs> it's my experience and I, 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 I love talking about it. But like there were like there was not one day where I did not pray intensely for this man, pray intensely for him to change and to for him to be the one and praying for him to be the one. You know, I would have days where like I felt like, OK, I'm going to, you know, talk to him, whatever. And when I would talk to him. I could see like the disinterest and like the the disgust in his face but then other days when I would just put my energy toward myself and not focus on him he would like come around and like acting like the boy next door like Lori what um who's the guy from Little Women Timothy Chalamet played him Lori I don't know what his last name is but would act like Lori to Amy you know, like how in the if you read Little Women, love Louisa May Alcott, but if you read the Little Women books or if you watched the movie, um, Amy loved Lori when she was a, a kid. Like she has literally spent her entire life loving him, but he was always interested in Joe. Like Joe was his soft spot. So when Amy would go like talk to Lori, he just like kind of brushed her off because he loved Joe. Um, and as Amy got older and she... Um, got engaged to like frank fred fred Lori was just like kind of like what like why isn't she obsessed with me anymore like why doesn't she love me anymore and i felt like i felt like amy honestly like even though Lori and amy ended up getting together and marrying and having kid whatever not that part but i'm talking about just the entire like screenplay where she just felt so at a crossroads and i felt like i was being dragged one way and dragged the next I felt like I just couldn't move on. I felt like when I was finally getting closer to the Lord and actually putting energy into that, then he would come around. And then other times where I was um, like wrapped around his finger, then he would just like brush me off. I don't want to be that person. No one wants to be. And I know now what I want in a relationship and what I want in a man of God. A man of God will not sit here and decide when he wants you and when he doesn't. He will always love you, always cherish you, and always honor you. So I really came to terms with this guy's not meant for me and this guy's not meant in my life. And I made that final step to just move on. And like, truly, this is what I felt like I had to do to move on. And I never ever wanted to, I'm not one to talk, oops, to talk so, to talk so much about like other, you know, like really invasive, I guess, private more like myself experiences because like oh like if there's another person involved like I want to you know keep you know I just I don't feel like it like I never have felt like it was my place but it's my story and um I wanted to talk about it because I know that I'm not the only one that struggles with that I know that I'm not the only girl who has um dealt with things like that and who has had to get over someone that she has never dated um I really hope that me sharing that story and just sharing my struggles spoke to a girl out there and to just take away the pressure to not feel like you have to have everything together because you most definitely don't but know that when you chase after the Lord and that when you truly become closer to the Lord the the rest will be taken care of and the rest will follow that's not a reason to follow him but I noticed that when I stopped obsessing over how am I going to get over him? How am I going to get over him? How like and just stressing and having anxiety to how can I glorify the Lord through this? And how can I get closer to the Lord during this? I started to notice that like the Lord was taking care of me. Like in any season that I was going through, the Lord was constantly taking care of me. So that's been the last a good recap of the last six seven almost eight months 
And update, I turn 17 in like a month and 10 days, which is crazy. Like I can't, I don't even feel 16. Like part of me still feels like 12, but you know, I don't feel 16. So I can't believe I'm turning 17, but it's crazy. But I'm really excited to just see where the Lord takes me with um, homeschooling and uh this my new job and just everything and you know with my coworkers and where the lord takes me in my faith but um i feel like i just have not been so fully transparent with you guys because i kind of was really working through a lot of it and trying to not really talk so much about my story of healing but like you know talk enough about it where it's not like invading anyone's privacy um which i feel like i did a really good job of avoiding that but i feel like it's my story and it's not my the end of my story but it is a significant part in it and it does involve a lot of character development and it's crazy but it's I love it and you know I wouldn't have it any other way so I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and um I don't know why what caused me to talk about this I think like because today I'm like working from home um so I'm just like home alone and I was like I feel like I can like talk about this and not that I don't feel like I can't talk about it with my family because I you know I do but it just felt like I needed to talk about it um, because I know that there's another. An, 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 <laughs> I feel like that happens. Like I could say one thing and like fifty five other things are in my mind, but I feel like there's another girl struggling with this. So um, if you are, I really hope that this impacted you and uh, things like that. And also, I do want to give a shout out to a few listeners. Um, Sophia and Chloe Canfield sent in some one of the most sweetest audio messages ever. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, I never in a million years would think that I would have an effect on a young girl. And I think that's what CG Pod is about, is just like helping other young women get closer to the Lord. And even if you aren't interested in that, of just helping other women improve their lifestyle and um, improving habits and skills and anything of the sort. But, you know, I talk a lot of beauty, health, fashion, and faith on my podcast but I also talk about relationships and being single and how that's affected me and I talk about weird things like coffee and chipotle I actually do have an episode where I have like a 10 second segment of just me talking about chipotle but you know I talk about a lot of things so I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode and um I just feel like I can truly like spill my guts out to you guys so thank you so much for making me feel like that um if you ever want to send in a voice message or an email or anything of that sort um feel free to do so and cute girl podcast is also on every social media platform except snapchat because i don't know i just eh, whatever but all of my social medias are in every show notes um in every episode so you can just click the link in this episode or any other episode and follow me on instagram tiktok twitter all that good stuff and with that being said i love you guys so much and i will see you guys in the next episode